0: You're listening to the Detroit is Different podcast network. Rahim. This is Dawood with you, and welcome back to Care Michigan's podcast. With me is Amy. Assalamualaikum. salam So this week on our podcast, we are going to be discussing a case that uh, Care Michigan has been working on specifically, but also a broader issue that we've seen not only in the state of Michigan but across various in states in these united states of america relating to the blocking of zoning of islamic centers islamic schools as well as expansions on already existing uh, mosque and islamic schools so care michigan right now we are representing the adams community center uh, and adams is working to establish the first islamic center in the state and excuse me in the city of troy um troy has not a single islamic center or community center for muslims in the entire city and uh troy however uh is claimed to fame at least through their city pr is that it is the most diverse city in the state of michigan with over population of 100,000 people yet they do not have a single mosque and last year their Planning Commission voted against the establishment of the first mosque in the city, and right now we are suing the city of Troy in federal court, Uh, but we'd like to have Amy uh, talk about the particulars of this case more since she's the staff attorney.
1: So I think, Preliminarily, there's a couple things that are important to understand. And the first is that um, this is not a one time application by Adams Community Center. This is a process that they've been going in going through since 2013. And they've applied for um, different buildings inside the city of Troy, and they've been met with resistance every, every time that they've taken a property to the city of Troy. They've also had some significant d- difficulties in acquiring a property that, mm-hmm. that meets the, the zoning guidelines. They attempted to buy a church which would leave them not needing to have any approval from the city because it's already zoned appropriately. But they were told by that church when they found out what they were buying it for, that no matter how much money they offered, even though they're the highest bidder, that they would never sell it to them. And they, in fact, did sell it to another-
0: Chaldean community, right? And
1: Yes, a Chaldean community. Mm-hmm. Um, for substantially less than what adams community center actually offered them to to purchase that building a year a year and a half ago so there's been some real difficulties and in in achieving this and it's it's sort of problematic for the city of troy in my opinion because they have 73 places of worship they have two hindu temples and one synagogue and no mosque and adams is trying to get into a building that's already large in size that's already completely developed, and already has a specific use that's exactly the same use type and
0: sufficient parking
1: yes and that's the thing and it's it's got the same use permit that adams needs which means that it's already zoned for the exact type of use that adams wants to use it for however The city wants to now take some of the parking back that Adams needs in order to meet the zoning regulations and apply like a harsher standard to Adams because they're a religious center as opposed to a restaurant, which is currently what it's operating. And that is a violation of federal law. So that's actually what we've filed suit for. But more of so. we before filing suit, we tried to work with the city of troy. we we yes. went th- we went through their process. We spoke to them. we spoke to their city council. We spoke to them, we wrote letters to the mayor, and, you know, asked them to review this this situation. And each time we reached out, Adams Community Center was basically told there's no place left for you in Troy and in fact we had a hearing last week on Thursday where the lawyer for the city of Troy admitted in front of the judge that in fact there is no place left in Troy where they could develop a mosque and she said that on the record so there's really two things at work here they've worked very hard to keep Muslims out while allowing other religions in and now they're working very hard to make it even more restrictive so that there's no hope of getting a mosque there.
0: Yeah, and also I was at that court hearing with you sitting um in the uh in the audience, um actually in front of the uh the attorneys with the Department of Justice who also are also following this case. But I'd, I'd like to take a step back to the Planning Commission meeting where they voted against the uh the zoning of the uh Islamic community center. And in particular I want uh to emphasize one point or have you elaborate on the point About what one of the commissioners said in relationship to the Muslims can just go to another city
1: yeah so the actually the president of the zoning board spent no less than 10 minutes of the hearing talking about how his church bought up the last property in troy for a place of worship and built this beautiful substantial mega church essentially on this property and how he knew that it was very difficult to get a property in troy and then he knew that there was no place left in troy and he suggested that it's possible that the Adams Community Center should just go to to a different city. He said, there's no place left for you in Troy. You should probably look to Rochester Hills or Sterling Heights. They might be able to accommodate you without realizing that, that you know, it's difficult for Muslims who pray five times a day and who for men who have the obligation of attending the Jama'ah to drive to another city five times a day to exercise their religious duties. And also to, to realize that that's a, that's a blatant violation of federal law and the Constitution. And unfortunately, that's not the first time that Adams has been told that. That is a sentiment that was reiterated by the Planning Commission president prior to the hearing. And this hearing was conducted unlike any other hearing that, that was conducted that day or since, since that day, where the Zoning Board president essentially gave a colloquy uh, or a soliloquy of what he wanted everybody else to do and they followed suit none of the other members were allowed to deliberate first and in every other hearing that day and since that day there was like a discussion about the the whatever application was in front of them, and then the president made his discussion, and then they voted, and that's just not what happened. And in fact, when people attempted to ask questions, other board members attempted to ask questions about the religious accommodations requirement. They were shut down. And I'd like to say, it, through the Department of Justice investigation, it came to our came to light that the city of Troy has actually granted two other variances that are exactly the same as the one that they they denied us since the date of our hearing so it's 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 evident that there's something other than zoning that's going on in this case
0: Um, most definitely and we've seen this in other cases in uh sterling heights which that got uh settled after lawsuit and there was the pittsfield township case which we won as well the department of justice worked with us for going to settlement of that case um, where we've seen these types of, of cases before, and there is um, outright bigotry or working behind the scenes to block uh, zoning. Uh, but w- something I'd like to end this episode with Amy and for us to maybe try to flesh out for the listeners that there are some people, and I've talked with some people personally with inside the community, and they would say, Oh, we have such good relations with the city. Of Troy, uh, the government, and you know they're so nice, and you know aren't we going to make them more uh, upset or angry by suing them, or shouldn't we just talk with them and play nice? And if we talk with them and play nice, then maybe we will uh, get our mosque one day. Um, that is a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream. Uh, if the city was so Muslim friendly to begin with, there wouldn't have been systematic blocking of the community trying to get a mosque there for over five years, right? Uh, if, If the city was so nice, then there wouldn't be a systemic issue of our children getting bullied in Troy schools, not just, not by students, but even, administrative or educational bullying through the textbooks, as well as the curriculum of teachers, right? So this whole idea that just because some people may smile at us in our faces and we go and play nice with them and smile and take them some baklava that they're going to change their practices with the community when they've shown themselves to be systemic in nature, is 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 folly um can you uh just elaborate on that a little more i don't think a lot of people uh who are in troy who brought these things to us really get uh what institutional racism is really about in the united states of america
1: I mean, I agree with, with your comment that they, they just don't understand what it's like. We have this term in America, it's called fair weather friends. And there are people who are there for you when you're up, but you can't rely on them for for anything you need. And, and that's what the city of Troy is, right? They put on this this brave face and this good face for our community and they they talk nice to us. But when it comes to our rights, they're not willing to even consider giving us our rights and historically in America we see that you can't wait for people to change their mind and their their viewpoint on you to give you your rights the only way that people in America who have been systematically discriminated against have ever obtained their rights is by standing up and forcing forcing people to be held accountable for the denial of their rights and also asserting their their asserting their their rights over top of other other people and we need we we need people to understand that this is the the process we're not suing troy because we want to make a problem right we want we're suing troy because we don't have a single place of worship for our people in the city of troy and and in in this day and age and with the the way the constitutional rights that you have that's that's abhorrent that you you can't live and work in a city that you can pray and have the place to pray in that city it's it's unfathomable that 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 that, that could take place today
0: yeah and, and um in conclusion and thank you for all, for fleshing that out but to also just double down on this point again that just thinking that we're going to stay silent on the sidelines and just grin and smile our way into getting our rights. That's not how it works in America. And I can think about my uh, grandfather, who's 92 years old, right? He, he uh, gave money to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., right? He fled uh, South Carolina uh, when he grew up as a sharecropper, as a legalized slave, basically. And I can't think of a people who were more moral and acted more nice and more hospitable to white racists than black people in the South. And just smiling and giving them some fresh sweet potato pie and being nice didn't get civil rights in America, right? Uh, We had to stand up for our rights. Uh, There was marching, uh, there were lawsuits. And even when our churches were bombed, like in Birmingham, black men Start rifle clubs and patrol the streets of our neighborhoods because Birmingham, Alabama used to be called Bombingham because it was so, it bombings of black churches and even homes of activists were so common that they called Birmingham, Bombingham, right? So, this whole idea about just being nice just smiling taking some pictures taking some baklava or some biryani and thinking that oh that's going to be the way that we get uh, our rights and encounter islamophobia when it is being perpetuated and that's not just by an individual but within the system of a government that again that's uh that's ineffective that's that's a pipe dream and i just have to keep reiterating that for the listeners who think this that in America, if you don't stand up for your rights, your rights will be taken away. And when you're being denied your rights, no one's just gonna give them to you without demand. And so this is why we are, we tried going the nice way. We spoke to the uh, officials and many years of discussion and uh, we don't like suing people just for the sake of suing, but what needs to be done has to be done. And. We are also calling out Troy on. Uh, they have a they have a problem of racism in the city of Troy, and just because uh, some people in government may smile as sometimes doesn't it make it any less of a problem. Be it on the planning commission or be it with inside the school system of Troy, Troy has a problem, and we at Care we're trying to address it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with that, and with the idea that you you can't just w- stand around and wait for people to give you your rights. Sometimes. We don't want to ruffle feathers, right? We don't want to be seen as troublemakers or the outliers. But when a system is content on othering you and putting you outside, no matter what you do to try to appease them or be like them or show them how great and generous and kind you are, there's no incentive for them change their 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 actions or their way of view and sometimes the only way to get people to change their actions it's like when you have a child right and the child does something that you don't like repeatedly you don't want to punish your child but sometimes you have to take that step to show them what they're doing wrong so when you've talked nice and and we've you know reminded them of our rights the nice way we have to punish them and the way to punish them sometimes is hit him where it hurts right hit him in the pocketbook because even if we don't get money from a lawsuit, it costs them money to have to defend this suit in court. And sometimes that's incentive enough to make people to do the right, in in cities and municipalities to do the right thing. And on the other issue about the the more systematic problems outside of the zoning commission, Troy has a real racism problem against Muslims. We saw, not even two years ago, we saw students getting kicked out of, of Troy School for engaging in activities that are this with individuals of non-Muslim, non-Arab race, yep. while the non-Muslims, non-Arabs stayed in school, and they were engaging in the same activity, doing the the same thing, and that that's a problem, right? That that shows that they're treating inherently treating Muslims differently than they are treating people that they consider to be more closely aligned with themselves.
0: That's right um with that we're going to conclude this episode thank you listeners Uh, please pray for us in regards to our uh our legal challenge to the city of troy and we pray to the almighty that uh the muslim community in troy as well as those who work in troy don't live in troy will have an islamic center where they can go and do the friday prayers uh they go and they get off of work to maybe break Fasting during Ramadan iftar, and do other activities, and that the Muslim children in Troy will have somewhere where they can learn the Quran and learn their religion uh, without feeling like the city that they're living doesn't really want them there. So we pray to uh, Almighty God for for victory in this regard. Thank you very much for listening to this week's Care of Michigan podcast. Alaikum Wa alaykum as-salam.